the right, the right passion. passion. Hey friends, how you doing? Another day and another great chance to be the light. I hope you are pushing through, because guess what? I truly believe in you. How have you been working on turning outward and not inward? Easier said than done, huh? Sometimes we all fall short, but what matters the most is that we stay focused and get back on track looking through the lens of love and service. I'm so excited to connect with you and process with you what this means to a super school counselor and a great friend of mine, Diane Wilson. Let's listen in. So excited to have um, not only um, an amazing school counselor, Diane Wilson, and also our Lone Star State School Counselor of the Year finalist <laughs> from uh, for this year, uh, Diane Wilson. But she's also a dear friend of mine that's been an educator for quite a while. So welcome, Diane, to the right. Hello. Passion. All right. So um, just, you know, we want to first start off with, I know that this um, particular message can sometimes kind of hit people in different ways because it causes you to be, you know, very vulnerable and very open, right? Because we have our feelings, but it's really just important um, to work with different people and look at different um, perspectives. So what is um, one thing that you took from just listening to this short message? Um, it brought me back to a memory um, at my last school district, and there's some here too, but where I'll call a parent and they'll block my number, or I'll call um, a parent back and they don't want to talk to me because they think I'm calling because their child's in trouble or something. And then I'm like, no, you know, it's that's not it. And just filling their cup as parents, we're both parents, so I think we both can understand this. We work every day to make sure that our kids are safe, they're making good choices, um, they're out of harm's way. We want to cure them. We want to make sure that they're okay and stable. But, the, you know, if we have to fill our cup too, so and that's the same thing when we're filling parents. It's so important to call parents and say, hey, so-and-so did so good today. It was such a good day. That does so much for a parent. And as a parent of a son who had some trouble in elementary at one point and getting a phone call this year from his current teacher and her telling me, how great he is in her class and the good choices that he's making. I, I it almost brought me to tears because I needed to hear that because I was so frustrated last year because every phone call I got was about my son misbehaving. So I just, just coming from personal experience, it is so important to make those connections with parents and with students. If a student witnesses you making that positive phone call to their parents, you have no idea what that does for their soul, like their mind, their body, their heart. They will be forever grateful and it's going to shock their system because they're gonna be like, what? Like, you know, I, I do great things and she's she's really, she saw me. The biggest thing is that the kid sees you, they know that they're being seen versus I- you only calling because they're, you you need to tell the parents something bad that they did. So absolutely, it's, it's such think- an important topic. I think that's the maintaining the relation piece. And I said that, you know, I think briefly in another podcast with Steve Sharp um, from Ask a Board of Directors is that like us as educators, like we, we, we build them and we know how to be kind in that initial start of the relationship. But when things are hard, I think it's beautiful in your vulnerability that you just shared, like 
that's when it matters the most Mm -hmm. is that when it is a challenge or what's happening with that student that we just don't turn you know so inward and just getting all in our funk and all in our feelings and feeling a certain way because this has happened that we actually use that opportunity um, to connect to say I got you you know and celebrate the wins and the more we have like that servant mindset absolutely Mm so what um, other advice would you give? And I love how so passionate you were as us being parents, because I think sometimes people think educators as the expertise, like we don't go through stuff like this, but we have to put our lens in our parents as well. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to um, school counselors and just educators just regarding um, being able to turn outward and not inward? So I know just this year for our educators, there's a lot of stress and a lot of burnout. I don't think anyone's ever gotten over COVID. I think it's just trickling down. So everyone's feeling the pain right now. And the biggest advice that I've given teachers this year and other counselors is that it's really easy to see the bad in a situation. That's super easy. That's that's Mm. easy. But to see the good, like to truly get to know your students and connect. Mm -hmm. That's where you see the change happen. And not only yourself, but in that child, there's instances where I see kids get in a lot of trouble. And then once I hear their story and I talk to their parents, their guardians, I'm like, what if the teacher would have done that? Would have actually connected with the student and learned where that behavior is connected to? Cause not, I can guarantee you 99% of the children do not want to be in trouble. They do not want to be bad. You know, the same thing with adults, but I think it's so important to build connections and and keep those connections alive and, mm-hmm. and active and full of energy and not just, you know, someone told me a while back that, which I don't believe this, but someone told me a while back that as a counselor, you should only counsel a child like six to eight times. And after that, you need to just let that, let it go. They need to be, they need, they need further service somewhere else. And I was like, there's no way. I mean that, I mean, yeah, I understand that as counselors, ethically, we're not long-term counselors. So I get that we're not, you know, mm-hmm. therapists. But I'm telling you, if I was to disconnect with my children now, especially my repeat offenders, my check-in children, that's not going to help them. We have to build connections, learn their names, shake their hands, fist bumps, elbow pump or elbow, whatever bump, something (laughs) to connect with the child. Um, I just, and it's so hard, you know, I mean, we're adults, we're human. We have bad days. But we need it too. And I think checking in on that. But how, I think we have to also reflect on how we feel when we have a bad day or right. we're going through something and we don't feel like doing something. What do we want our bosses to understand? What do right. we want other people to understand about us, you know, in the way that we feel? So I think as humans, Diane, I'm just like, you know, preach, preach, preach. Mm-hmm. Like we are all in this life together. And that's the power of school connectedness is that when you see the individual before you, and, and, and you see that human's heart and knowing that, you know, you have feelings, I have feelings, our challenges may be different, but we both can work through it together. Um, and we both can, you know, stay connected, like you said, and learn things about each other and just be more of a support, not necessarily taking everything so um, offensively, mm-hmm. um, but looking out, uh, turning outward and wanting to help absolutely hands down yes all right so anything left that you want to give our listeners um today as they work on some ways to turn outward 
So I, I was going to say this and I think it's, I think I keep hearing it in my head. So I know I need to say it. Um, <laughs> as much as we demand grace for us as adults being humans, not demand grace, but like if I have a bad day, I'm going to go to you and say, Hey, today's not the day I, I can't have this. It's not today. Mm-hmm. So we're demanding grace from adults. Mm-hmm. That's the same with children. Like you just said, we're all human. They're going to react the same way as us. So the same grace we lend ourselves, we need to lend to others. That includes other adults, other children. Um, practicing that, changing your mindset. Um, and I'm going to end it with this. I say this every time I speak because I, and I, <laughs> I'm never going to change my word. My word is always going to be uncomfortable. And I'm telling you, it has a negative connotation. I know it does. But if you find something that makes you uncomfortable, and it could be relationship making and connections and mindset, just you know, follow that, get in that uncomfortable space, like sit in it, sleep in it. That is where you're going to find growth. And you're going to learn as an educator, counselor, as a parent, as a student, that's where you're going to learn how to grow. So I'm going to leave it with that. Be uncomfortable. (laughs) uncomfortable. No, I love it. And you do pressure is good. Pressure is good because that's what makes you. And then you use your testimony on your growth and your resilience to someone else to say, oh, I've been there before. Let me give you some tools and some strategies on, you know, um, some ideas and tips on, you know, how to get through it. So that's another thing, like I said, I love about life and just turning outward because all experiences, challenges are only meant for us to go through, not stay at. Well, we thank you, Diane, for your time and giving us some, oh, you were dropping some really good gems, some nuggets. All right, so we will see you on our next processing with Miss Wright on the right compassion. Wow, Diane said some powerful words, huh? Be uncomfortable. We talk about growth. Let's set sail together with that challenge. Let's focus this week on being uncomfortable and serving in our roles the best we can because that is where connection begins, that's where healing begins. And that's where love shines the brightest. Remember, like I've always said, you got to be the light and let it shine.